0: To the heat check. The heat check with Trista Crick, the best podcast covering all the drama around the association. Let's move to some news from around the league. We start in Portland. It's bad. Shaden Sharp has been lighting things up. Yes, he has. He is leading the league in minutes, as he should be. Jeremy Grant, finalist for player of the week. Great. But all of that is overshadowed by the fact that Rob Williams. They broke him, folks, so they broke him in Boston because he's now headed for surgery again on his knee. And who knows how long it's going to be until he comes back. We know Time Lord has been injury-prone. That's been a thing for him. Uh, We know that probably that's because Boston ran him into the ground to get to the finals, and he probably should have had knee surgery then. He was a big part of the Dame Willard trade. As was Malcolm Brogdon, two guys with injury history. Did the Boston Celtics finesse the Portland Trailblazers? I don't know, but it kind of feels like one of those Gary Payton scenarios where they sued us, try to get their draft picks back. Turns out Time Lord needs surgery in his right knee, uh, and there's no timetable for his return. No timetable for his return. Shams just tweeted this. Portland Trail Blazers Rob Williams is facing potential season-ending surgery to repair bone and ligament damage due to right kneecap injury. Williams and doctors could also choose cleanup procedure with a two-to-three-month timetable. Wait, 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 wait. So the other one is two-to-three months, and what's the first one? Is that, is that, like, shutdown season? Feels like it. Rob, we know, is one of the best defenders in the league. I could only hope to imagine what it would be like with him fully healthy and DeAndre Ayton fully healthy. But now I'm hoping that it's just dominate in season and that Rob Williams finally gets healthy. We let him sit on ice and develop because Lord knows this is a rebuilding team. And here's to hoping that Rob Williams gets his knee back fully fully 100% because we know like guys like Lonzo Ball, this thing can last many, many years. Let's move forward. Let's give some man his flowers, Joel Embiid. Leading the new-look Sixers, no more James Harden. Absolutely awesome start of the season. He could have been the hottest player of the week. He has been incredible. How good has Embiid been? Well, I know this may not sound like a lot, but against the shitty-ass Wizards, he was absolutely elite. In the third quarter alone, JoJo went for 29, 10-for-10 10 10 shooting. All of them, almost all of them from the mid-range, 9-for-9 nine nine from, from the free-throw line. Added a pair of rebounds and assists in a block. That was more points than anyone in Washington had scored all night. The dude is like not just a microwave. He is uh, one of those campfires. So JoJo ends the game with 48, 11, and 6 on 17 for 25 shooting in 30 minutes. In 30 minutes, JoJo. I know, it's the Wizards. But again, 48 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 14 for 14 from the free throw line in 30 minutes. What a hell of an effort for the big man. These Sixers look dangerous. They really do. Let's move forward. We talked a little bit earlier about Ant Edwards and what he's doing for the Wolves, but I do want to remind the people that the Minnesota Timberwolves, all is not lost. They are the number one defensive rated team in the NBA right now. It is not particularly close either. Here is a simple way to see how defensive efficiency impacts winning. So here's the deal. The Wolves have now beaten the current number one seed in the Eastern and Western conferences. In their game against the Celtics, they held Boston to 17 points below their season average despite the game going to overtime. That's ridiculous. Against the defending champs, the Denver Nuggets, the Wolves held Denver to 26%, 26 points below their season scoring average as well. Woo-wee. Chris Finch, supposedly the offensive mastermind, doing the Lord's work on defense, and it happens, why? Because this team is filled, chock full, swarming with players that are long, rangy, 6'10", 6'7", 6'11", positive wingspan guys like Kyle Anderson, Jaden McDaniels, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, of course, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, just meh. He could kind of probably go same situation where Rudy was exposed last year, and with the Utah Jazz, they've decided they're going to change things up. The defensive scheme now relies far more this year on switches, on screens, moving away from the drop coverage and the pick and roll that left Rudy Gobert exposed. Again, nerd stuff, but it matters. It's simpler, and in result, creates more offense from defense. A lot more transition buckets, putting pressure on the other team. A lot less pressure on Rudy. A lot less pressure on Cat, and has worked incredibly well. Rudy was a plus 24 against the Celtics. That's, I mean, when has Rudy Gobert ever been a plus 24 against a contending team? Really? Let's be honest. He's now in the running for defensive player of the year again. Could Rudy Gobert win defensive player of the year again? Come on, sir. Very encouraging moves. Maybe they'll just move on from Cat, keep Rudy, and they'll just keep it pushing. If they can keep it up all year, this is the team that gave Jokic and the Nuggets problems, and they might just be a team that could go to the Western Conference Finals. We'll have to see. Here's a quick update on Stefan Wardell Curry. We mentioned last week, he's been very hot. He has had a historically hot start, especially from three, which is like what he does, right? Now we are entering the third week of the season, and guess what? Steph Curry's still hot, still very hot. Currently averaging 31, five, and four. Insane shooting splits. from three, but that's not even telling the whole story, by the way. He's nailing 58% of his catch and shoot threes, 39% of his pull-up threes, and has hit four or more threes every single game this season and five or more in six of eight games. What the fuck, Steph? Steph is our MVP. We need to give it to him right now. Like, Jokic, I'm sorry. You deserve it every year, but Steph is winning it. I'm sorry. Case closed. Just put your ballots in. Put them in the mail. And Steph, get ready to collect your trophy. That's all the time that we have for this episode of The Heat Check. Come back tomorrow for an all-new episode and check out the feed for past episodes and mini-episodes which drop unexpectedly like snowflakes from the sky. Do not forget to follow The Heat Check as we navigate the new NBA season. Download, subscribe, tell your friends, even ones you haven't talked to in many years, and follow us on social at This Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter.